Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamar Hagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamar Glory. It's coming back. Hey guys, welcome to the fifth edition of the In The Sand Show. Today, we will look at this week's A-League round, the UEFA Champions League round of 16 draw, and the T20 Cup final. In the first game of round five, it was Melbourne Victory hosting the Newcastle Jets at Amy Park. Last Friday night, Victory came in as the underdogs in this game, as they'd only won one game previously this season. A penalty by Jake Brimmer gave victory the 1-0 lead and the dominance over the Jets. Chris Economides put away a lovely cross by Marquee signing Nani, but this was disallowed. But to kick off the second half, Economides redeemed himself with another goal, bringing the stadium back to life. Victory's dominance continued with a great finish by Nick D'Agostino. Then to finish it all off, Bruno Fornaroli came off the bench and put away another penalty seeing Victory 4-0 winners. This this win was needed by Victory for their confidence in their ladder positions as they weren't they wouldn't able to put away goals previously and that's the reason they had brought in um the signing of Bruno Fornaroli as uh, we couldn't get the ball in the back of the net as shown in the Western Sydney game, the Melbourne Derby and uh, the Brisbane Raw game. We just couldn't score. We did whatever we could and I think Tony Popovich wanted to bring in a um, a good striker to maybe get that ball in the back of the net. He's not as pacey as um, Nick D'Agostino, but he can still put the ball in the back of the net. And I think that's what Tony Popovich wanted for the side. Um, Nick D'Agostino provides that pace, but Bruno, he can be that target man. Bruno Fornaroli is that target man. And if you give him that ball, edge of the box, inside the box, he'll put it away. Um and he's done this for years in uh, the A-League. This definitely boosts Tony Popovich's side. The victory play, Adelaide United next game at Cooper Stadium in Adelaide, which is the original rivalry, which is a big game for Adelaide fans and victory fans as they just hate each other. The second game of round five was Melbourne City hosting the Perth Glory at Amy Park. This game was a complete domination by City, which saw Australian striker who recently got a call up to the World Cup squad, Jamie McLaren, score a brace. This game was also saw young gun Marco Tilio get on the scoreboard, also seeing Matthew Leckie scoring a late goal, leaving the game 4-0 to Melbourne City. Patrick Hisnorbo has been able to develop Melbourne City into a powerhouse, a team that can definitely be title contenders this year. And we've seen this in the Keep-Up series, the A-League uh, show, that's been uh, goes through every team and Patrick is known by the way he coaches and the way he does his best to develop his team to be the best it can possibly be. 
is incredible. The, his his uh, ideas, his management, how he works with his assistant coach, it's just incredible. And I think that can definitely get Melbourne City over the line and um, get, win them that championship. Not that uh, it'd be the greatest for me, but it would still um, still be great for their club. I think I think um, Melbourne City will. I reckon they can stay undefeated for a long time. It's a big call, but after this, after this and this game, they're at the top of the table. They're undefeated. Uh, everything's looking to go their way. The next game of the round was the Western Sydney Wanderers hosting the Central Coast Mariners. This game saw two up and coming sides face each other. Both teams have had decent starts of the season finding themselves both in the top six after five games. The Central Coast Mariners had the majority of opportunities and were able to put their, them away with ease seeing them 3-0 victors. But the Western Sydney Wanderers weren't able to put even one shot on target. And this is the form that they definitely wouldn't want going into the Sydney Derby tonight. I see Central Coast Mariners are the dark horses of this year's A-League season. They have two Aussie World Cup stars of Garan Qual who... He's, he's a pacey winger. He provides everything. You've seen this in the A-League All-Stars game. He does this for Central Coast Mariners. He does this for the Socceroos. He's a star. And he's someone that can definitely get the points for Central Coast Mariners. And he's come off the bench a couple times, but he makes that difference no matter what. And they've also got striker Jason Cummings. And he's just super fundamental for the side. And the way he gets the ball, in the a- where he always finds, finds an opportunity to get the ball no matter where he is, if there's two players on him, he can still put that ball in the back of the net. And that's something the Socceroos would want going to the World Cup. But he also helps his club out so much. And I think he'll get a big money signing soon. These players super fundamental for the Mariners. And I think can definitely push them into the finals this year. Overall, the Mariners are looking great going into the next couple games. And the Wanderers are going to need to absolutely step up from this game if they want to beat their crosstown rivals in a huge Sydney Sydney Derby match tonight. The fourth game of the round saw the Australia Cup champions MacArthur Bulls head east to New Zealand to face the Wellington Phoenix. This game was a pretty even possession-wise and shot-wise, but the Phoenix were able to put away their shots, seeing them forward one victors. And this definitely boosts the Phoenix, giving them their first win of the season and it boosts them up the table. But it's going to take a big hit to MacArthur's Everything was looking good from that for them at the start of the season. They they won the Australian Cup and just recently haven't been performing. You saw those games where they absolutely dominated uh, Western United at Amy Park and I don't know what's happened. It's like a drop of form or I don't know. They've led they're led by a star coach. They're led by uh, uh, also the star coach, but they've also got players like Daniel Azani. Um, so all those players can definitely prove themselves and definitely Socceroos are worthy. But I don't know what it is. They just can't They can't uh, win games against teams that aren't the greatest as well. Um, Dwight York's going to have to do a lot of work to get them back in shape and back in the top six for the second time. The next game of the A-League season was the Brisbane Raw hosting the Sydney FC at Morden Daly Stadium. The Raw really needed a win. The game kicked off and English import Charlie Austin was the first to bag a goal for the Raw. This run of themes continued with Car- Carlo Amiento bagging another goal for the Raw and everything was going their way. 
then seen the FC strike back, but the Raw got their two-goal lead back soon later. This gave Brisbane their first win of the season, and it's something that will definitely boost them, but I think they needed it, and they definitely deserved it. You saw in that keep-up series, um, the A-League series, the way the coach, um, how he directs the team, and the players are so passionate, and you can see they were going at each other in that keep-up series, um, but they're passionate, and I think they needed that win. They've got stars. They've got Akbari. They've got Charlie Austin. They've got Joe Knowles up top from the NPO, and that first win was definitely needed, but Sydney FC are going to need to step up as well. Both Sydney teams are going to need to step up, and I don't know if this is going to be an entertaining derby because they're both coming into this game with not the greatest of form, losing to teams that they probably shouldn't have. Um, but hopefully the Sydney Derby is good, but it's great for Brisbane Roars. They needed that win. The final game of round five was Western United hosting Adelaide United. This game went back and forward with Western having the majority of chances, but they weren't able to capitalise on these opportunities. But the away side, Adelaide, were able to put the most of their chances away, seeing them 4-2 winners. This sees a run of horrific form by the reigning champions. I don't know what it is. They're the champions. They beat every side last year. And they haven't really lost anyone or maybe Priovic, their main striker, is that big uh, feature that they're missing. But they just can't beat teams that are struggling so far. They're winless and something really needs to change for the side, whether they let go coach... Uh, John Aloisi or and look for a new start which I believe could uh, bring life to the club a lot so something definitely needs to change for the champions but Adelaide's uh, Adelaide, Adelaide's looking really good uh, they go into the original rivalry 4-2 uh, vic- victors over the reigning champions it's looking pretty good for them the first game was, of round 6 was Adelaide United hosting Melbourne victory in the original rivalry match last night Adelaide United were able to dominate this game and capitalise on their chances, seeing them 3-0 winners, but Melbourne Victory's performance was terrible. They weren't able to create chances from anything. They had started Bruno Fornaroli after Nick D'Agostino uh, had a stomach bug, uh, but he didn't provide anything. He Obviously, we know he doesn't have much pace and provides that target man, but I don't think it suits Tony Popovich's style of play. And the way Melbourne Victory are able to win and dominate dominate these uh these games, Victory had a hundred of supporters that made the trip west, but they're left disappointed with a poor effort. But from an Adelaide's perspective, this is looking really good for them. They they've got Craig Goodwin, who I think got a Socceroos call up. Uh, it's looking really good for them, and they can definitely uh, be contenders this year. That wraps up the round five and start of round six A-League reviews. Thank you for listening to the In The Stand show. I'll catch you after the break. Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry 
about a thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health will make you feel all right. Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. I'm Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram. Welcome back to the In The Stand Show, and now we begin to look at the UEFA Champions League Round of 16 Draws. First up is RB Leipzig of Germany taking on Pep Guardiola's Manchester City, which looks like to be an impeccable game. You have the likes of Christopher Nkuku, Timo Werner, Danny Olmo for Leipzig, which are in great form and and against an extremely talented Manchester City side with the likes of EPL top goalscorer Erling Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne, Julian Alvarez, and the list goes on. My prediction for this game has got to be 4-2 to two in favour of Manchester City after two legs as they just got, they've just got everything you want in a team. They're looking great so far this season and it shapes up to be a great game. The next game is Club Brugge against Benfica and these teams face each other in the group stage so they'll both be familiar with each other which makes the game even more entertaining. My prediction has got to be Benfica. They look sharp and I think they'll, they'll get over the line against Brugge 3-0 across two legs. Whichever team qualifies through to the next stage, they're going to be the dark horses and uh, the underdogs and it's going to be extremely hard for them to uh, progress. But it just makes the competition even more interesting. You see teams like Maccabi Hi-Fi of Israel beating Juventus and anything can happen in the Champions League. So overall, uh, this game contains... Two dark horses in the competition and uh, this game looks to be a great game. The following game is Liverpool against Real Madrid, which shapes up to be one of, if not the best game of the round or even the whole tournament. It's the Champions League final of last year rematch, uh, which saw Real Madrid Real Madrid win 1-0 over Liverpool. But Liverpool have the likes of Salah, Van Dijk, Darwin Nunes, and but they've lost star Sadio Mane, and um, I don't know if this is going to take a big hit to them. And it looks like so far, so far this year in the league, it has. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they go. But Real Madrid, they've got the likes of the Ballon d'Or winner Karim Benzema. They've also got Vinicius Juniors, Luka Modric. Both teams are absolutely stacked. And I think this game is going to be extremely fiery with goals all over the place. I've got to say, this has got to be one of the tougher games to choose between. But due to performances in the league, I think Real Madrid will beat Liverpool 5-2 after two legs. 
Next is another great game with AC Milan facing a strong Tottenham side. AC Milan have had a great group stage and come in with great confidence. They have the likes of Raf Liao, Bonanza, Olivier Giroud and the list goes on. But Tottenham are led by star coach Antonio Conte who are... Used to coach Inter Milan, AC Milan's rival, so they'll be familiar with his style of play, which uh, is very hard to beat. Um, he he gets teams into those uh, stages where they can win win trophies and win titles, and I think this could definitely push Tottenham over the line. And they've got the likes of Richarlison, Harry Kane, Bentenker, and this is another game to choose uh, choose between. But I think it's going to be four all after two games and Tottenham will win on away goals. This game looks to be a thriller and it could be another contender for game of the tournament. The following game is Frankfurt of Germany taking on Napoli. This game sets to look incredible with Frankfurt coming off a great European campaign, winning the Europa League last year and also progressing through to the round of 16 this year. But Napoli looks stronger this year. Many people doubted them as they've lost Star Insigne and Kalaji Kulabale, but they've recruited the right players and and have seen them beat teams like Liverpool. My prediction has got to be a domination from Napoli. They play incredibly at home and their support brings them over the line. And I think it's going to be 4-0 after two legs to the Naples side and I reckon it's going to be a great game. The next game is Borussia Dortmund of Germany taking on Chelsea. Dortmund look good, but without the strength up top of Haaland, I don't see it easy for them to score goals. But Chelsea, they look strong. They've got Aubameyang up top. And I think that will see the difference in the game. And um, I think Chelsea, they're really good in European competitions and they're not as strong in the Premier League. It's like they get a little boost in the Champions League. But uh, I'm not sure if Reese James will play. I'm pretty sure this will be after the World Cup. So maybe he'll be back and that can definitely help Chelsea get over the line in this game. I think Chelsea will take this game with ease and I'll see it end 3-0 to Chelsea after two games. I think Aubameyang will score two and Raheem Sterling will put one away. The next game is Inter Milan against Porto from Portugal. This game seemed pretty pretty one-sided. Porto have the talent of Otavio, but they aren't as strong as Inter Milan. Milan have the likes of Lukaku, Lataro Martinez, Barella, just to name a few. Milan work as a unit and they work really well together. As they have a group that just works and it's really entertaining to watch as a fan. I think this game will be 5-1 after the two games and with a variety of different goal scorers. I think Lataro Martinez will score two and the rest of goals will be spread between the team. But Inter Milan look like real contenders this Champions League and they've got the squad for it as well. Um, this game will be really interesting to watch. The last of the round of 16 games is Paris Saint-Germain taking on Bayern Munich. This game is stacked with talent, talented players with Paris having the likes of Kylian Mbappe, Lionel Messi, Neymar, Marco Verratti, just to name a few. But Bayern have a really strong group of players with Musiala, Delit, Sane, Gravenberch, Although PSG have the better team, I don't think they'll be able to beat Bayern and PSG always find a way to struggle in European competitions and I think this is this is going to happen again. They focus all their attention onto the Champions League and I don't think they, they'll get far this year. I think 
Bayern will get over the line and progress into the last eight teams. I think this game will end 5-3 to Bayern Munich. That wraps up the Champions League round of 16 predictions. So thank you for listening to the In The Stand Show. I'll catch you after the break. If you're down Caraway, just call Mitchell Tor. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tor. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tor. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Tor. Mitchell Tor. Real estate. Oh yeah, a little real estate. We want more. <laughs> Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. Do you have a tween who's driving you crazy on the socials? Is it a secure place for them to be? What should your social time look like? Are they just copying you? For answers to all these questions, join me, Claire Martin, at 4pm Tuesdays on Radio Caram on the Strong, Single and Human Show. Welcome back to the In The Stand Show and we are looking at the T20 Cricket World Cup Final which will be played tomorrow night at the MCG. But first, we're going to look at the group stage. Uh, Group 1 had the likes of the home country, Australia. We also have England, New Zealand, Sri Lanka... Ireland and Afghanistan. This group came down to the wire with England needing to beat a strong Sri Lankan side to make it through to the finals. England overcame the Sri Lankans and progressed leaving Australia out of the finals. New Zealand and England head into the semi-finals. Next we look at group two which had the likes of India, Pakistan, South Africa Netherlands, Bangladesh and underdogs Zimbabwe. This group had the rivals of India and Pakistan which made the group even more intense. But Pakistan had a terrible start losing to India and underdogs Zimbabwe who had a real real surprising uh, competition and nobody really expected much from any of them. Um, But they did really well and it's good for the country. Although they came last, they still won against Pakistan which is huge. Uh, for their cricket and it definitely boosts them and uh, hopefully we see them in more uh, World Cup competitions. But uh, Pakistan were able to bounce back uh, after the loss to Zimbabwe and India and they made it through to the finals with India as well. Now we look at the semi-finals. The first semi-final was New Zealand taking on Pakistan and the Pakistan were able to get over the line with five balls remaining, sending them to the grand final tomorrow night at the MCG. The final semi-final was India taking on England. And if India would have won this game, this could have been one of the best T20 games in history. But India had a stinker. They performed okay while batting and racked up a total of 168 runs. But Alex Howes and Captain Josh Butler came out for the Pommies and they came out firing, seeing them lose no wickets and... They took out all the runs in 16 overs with four four overs remaining. This partnership was the world's biggest T20 partnership. The grand finals tomorrow night 
which will be a sellout at the MCG between Pakistan and England. I think the Packies will get over the line as a result of their support in the stands. But this game looks extremely entertaining. I know I'll be there. And it's a great way to kick off the to- uh, uh, to, sorry, to cap off the tournament. Um, it's going to be a great game and uh, it'll be real entertaining. That wraps up all the latest sport news. Thank you for listening to, to the Instant Show. I'll catch you next week. Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Coming with win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Ugalhagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamari. Oh,